the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called recovery and restoration. We're a blessed people, y'all, to have a God like we've got. A God who loves us enough to be willing to restore everything that was lost and or stolen from our lives. So since our God is that kind of God, then we ought to do whatever we need to do including learning what we need to do to let him be that kind of God to me and you. So come on and let's learn what we ought to do to let him be a God of recovery and restoration in our lives. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. The word contention means quarrel, quarrel. But there's a quarrel that goes on between us. We get to quarreling as long as pride is around. We will quarrel with one another as long as pride is around. Don't matter what we quarrel over. We'll just quarrel, praise God. We'll quarrel over what we're watching on TV. We'll quarrel on whether we're going to watch TV. We'll quarrel about how loud the TV is on if we're watching the TV. We'll quarrel about who's sitting where while we're watching TV. Hey, man, we'll quarrel. We'll quarrel. We'll just quarrel. Praise God. We'll just quarrel with one another. Why? Because pride builds a wall of, of strife and contention between people. They become a wall of strife between people. Whereas we can never get back with one another like we're supposed to, many times because of the quarrels that happened in the past. We still think about them and we remember what they did too. Turn over to Hosea chapter 7, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hosea, you know, Hosea, Joel, Amos, praise God, Hosea. Hosea chapter 7. See, the same pride that was involved in ending the relationship is the same pride that hinders the recovery and restoration of, of those broken relationships. That same pride that was involved in ending the relationship is the same pride that hinders the recovery and restoration. Because once that pride gets there, it don't go nowhere. It's going to stay there. Praise God. Amen. Hosea chapter 7 verse 10. Now, of course, this is talking about, you know, you know Israel and being broke off from God. Of course, God was doing everything necessary in order to be able to restore Israel back to the place that they were. But at the same time, even though God was doing everything he could be doing, excuse me, everything he was doing in order to be able to restore Israel back at that time, a lot of folk in Israel were still hard-headed at that time. Why? And the Bible tells us why. Hosea chapter 7 verse 10 says, And the pride of Israel testified to his faith, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Talking about all this is the, is the pride that they had. Look at that. The pride of Israel testified to his face. 
and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. See, pride will cause a person to not return to being in relationship with a person after the relationship is broken. After the relationship is broken, pride will cause a person not to return to being in a relationship with another person. Even if they secretly want to restore the relationship with the person, you know, back then, back of the head, they want to restore it, but they still won't because of pride. Pride gets in the way. It's a wall of petition. They won't, they don't want to look weak. They don't want to look like, 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 like I miss them. I don't miss you. I don't need to be with you. They don't want to look like they need you. They don't want to, they need somebody, whatever, you know, whatever, however, it's going, it's just going to testify. It's going to be all over your face. Pride's going to be all over your face. It's going to testify. But people can look in your face and, "Mm mm-hmm, pride, yep, that's the reason why you won't do it. Because why? The way it's already been made, it's already laid, it's already paid. All you got to do is step into it, and they're like, no, you step. Pride. No, I ain't going to do it. They just won't do it. Pride. And pride gets in the way of a restoration occurring like it's supposed to in them day. Because a person gets so filled up with pride that they will not even step through when the door has been opened to them to be able to step through. See, when pride gets involved, it can cause a person to be able to not even want to return to being in relationship with a person after that relationship is broken. It can even get to the person to the point that they don't even want to get back in a relationship with somebody. I even started mentioning, when I first started talking to y'all about the recovery and restoration, you should have seen the pride that leaped up in here at that day. Faces got towed up. So it's like, oh, no, oh, no, uh-uh. I, I, I don't even want them back. How you know I was talking about them? How you know I was talking about them? How'd you know God was talking about them? God might have been talking about somebody else different, but your pride was written all over your face. You just, you just frowned all up and... All like I had just swallowed some bitter vinegar. Turn to Psalms number 73, please. Pride and I cause you to not even want to. Because how could I be with somebody that did me like that? How can I be seen with somebody that other people know did me like that? After I told everybody how no good they was and how they hurt me and played me. And then I'm going to be back with them later? Oh, see, no. Not me. Pride will even cause a person to miss receiving what God has in store for them. Psalms number 73, stanza number six. It says, therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covered them as a garment. It says, therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Everybody say, dang. Now, the word chain right there is talking about a neck chain. That word chain right there is talking about a neck chain. Where pride compasses them about like a neck chain. Like a neck chain. It also translates collar, like a collar. You know that collar? Let me do it this way. I remember I had a dog a long time ago, and I had a collar on my dog. And my dog could run around free around the yard, run around free around the house, and run around free, do what he wanted to do, praise God, until I wanted to take him someplace. And then when I would walk over and attach his leash to the collar that was already there. I didn't have to put a collar on him. The collar was already there. All I do is attach the leash to him. Now he's under my control. And he go where I want him to go from that point forward. Just like some of y'all think you're free. I'm free. If we sing that song, free, freedom, freedom, you be dancing all around, jumping and stuff like that with your collar on until it's time to step 
into what God has in store for you. And then Satan attaches it to your collar so he can now control you. Now, this is a person wearing a collar, excuse me, a chain. We're talking about a neck chain. In fact, a literal Hebrew takes that phrase, compasses them about as a chain. And it puts it this way. It says adorned with a necklace or neck chain. Notice it uses the phrase adorn, adorn with a necklace or a neck chain. Well, why you want to use that adorn? Because people are usually proud of their necklaces. Uh-huh. People are usually proud of their necklaces. In fact, so proud that they usually either won't take them off, which means they got the ability to take it off. The dog couldn't take that collar off. We people, we... We got thumbs, opposing thumbs. You know, bacon. We can, we, we can receive anything we want to because we got the opposing thumb. So we can take the collar off if we want to. But sometimes we're so, so proud of those necklaces that we won't take, the, take them off. Some folks be sleeping in their necklaces, showering in their necklaces. They'll keep them on all the time. So proud that they'll either usually won't take them off or they'll put them on daily. They might take them off when they go to sleep. Mm. But in the morning, sometime before they leave the house, put it right back on. In such a way, well, I, I, can't, I can't go out in public without it because I, I, I see it as enduring me. Whereas they make sure that they have them on and don't like to see, be seen without them. I'm not going to be seen without my pride. Why? Because my pride is part of my public persona. People think I'm strong, but I'm really weak. I've been wrong so much that I try to put on a strong persona. So the people don't understand, I'm still even hurting over it after these 20 years. And so pride is adorned. It adorns us. And we walk around, and it's part of our persona now. Turn to Obadiah, chapter 1. Obadiah, oh my my. <laughs> table of contents, baby, table of contents. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't big, though. You know, don't thumb past it because you'll you, 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 you go right past it. <laughs> Obadiah everybody said oh my my we're going to Obadiah I would say chapter 1 but I think that's all there is up in there yep that's it. one chapter Obadiah you there because I ain't got time to wait let's go, let's go to verse 3 Obadiah verse 3 we're going to see here that one of the reasons why the person's pride is a barrier to the restoration of the relationship is that their pride does something to them. Let's see what it do. Does. Obadiah, verse 3. The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? It's speaking of a people who were, who, were, who were dwelling in a place that they thought was safe. They was dwelling in a place that they thought was safe. So their pride was deceiving them because they figured that because how they position themselves that they're safe. They don't have to worry about nothing. And a lot of us position ourselves in a way where we won't be hurt by something ever again. We pridefully place ourselves in a position and then even pride ourselves on that position that we place ourselves where we won't get hurt no more. We won't get jammed no more. But according to the word of the Lord, verse 3, the, the pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Pride deceives folk. 
One of the reasons why the person's pride is a barrier to the restoration of relationship is that their pride will deceive them. Pride will cause them to be able to think things aren't even true because it'll deceive you. You know, things that they'll respond and and then it'll become things that they'll respond to and or act upon just as though they are true. Because your pride will lie to you. Your pride will lie to you. Your pride will tell you that they was way worse than you said that they were. Your pride will tell you that you was a lot better than you say you are. Your pride will give all kind of reasons for what was going on, praise God. And, and trust me, it never puts you out as having a real part to play in the situation. Pride will deceive you. It'll deceive you. That word deceive right there means to lead astray. To lead astray. Pride will tell you you don't need to get back together when God says he wants you to get back together. Pride will say you don't need them when God says I said you did. That's why I brought them back. Praise God. Pride will tell you something and it'll lead you astray. It'll lead you astray mentally. That's what it means to delude. To delude. It'll delude you. Because it'll cause people to not think the way that they would have thought otherwise if pride wasn't there. Because they'd have had one thought if pride wasn't there. But since pride is there, now they think something different because pride has deluded them. Mentally, it's to delude. And morally, when I'm talking about lead astray, morally, it'll seduce you. It'll seduce the person. It'll cause a person to not do things that they would have done otherwise. It'll cause a person to not do things that they would have done otherwise. In fact, when you look this one up in the Hebrew, too, another thing that it translates, praise God, is to beguile, to beguile. Does that sound familiar? Isn't that the same thing that happened with the female Adam when she beguiled? Because when the devil got to talking to her, he seduced her, he beguiled her, he caused her to be able to think something she ought to think and then do something that she wasn't supposed to do. And then, oh, my goodness, she messed up right after that and everything went wrong, too. Yep. Broke off the best relationship you could ever have. And that was the one with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Or God Almighty himself. It also translates deceive greatly. Whereas it don't just deceive you. It deceive you greatly. It'll get you further and further and further away from the truth. And it'll deceive you utterly. Utterly. Somebody say utterly. That means entirely. It'll deceive you entirely. Well, you ain't holding on to no parts of reality or truth. But you acting like you are because this is real to you, even though it's not real life action stuff. It's not real stuff. So you can't get back with this person because of what you've been. Pride has taught you about getting back with them. Pride has taught you about being involved with them. Pride has taught you about, you know, how you was once involved with them. Anyway, Daniel chapter five, please. Pride will do this to you. That's why you got to tear down this thing called pride. Because your pride will get in the way of you being restored for what God has in store for you on that day. Especially if you're one of them people that ran off the mouth a lot. You know, some folks run off the mouth about what's going on in their relationship. Run off at the mouth. Tell everybody. And then when it comes time to get back with them, they got to figure out how I'm going to explain that to all these people. So many times they'll, so they don't look bad in front of all the people. They'll reject a relationship that God's trying to restore. I know I am. 
We're in Daniel chapter five. Now see, once pride enters, it does something else. Here's what it do. Verse 20, Daniel chapter five, verse 20, it says, but when his heart was lifted up, his mind hardened in pride. His mind hardened in pride. He was disposed from his king's throne, which means it put him off. And they took his glory from him. Now, of course, that's talking about this fool, Nebuchadnezzar, praise God, who saw himself greater than he was supposed to. And so because of that, his pride ended up causing him to lose his kingdom, lose his throne, or lose his kingdom for a while, lose the throne, out there eating grass and stuff. Not cutting grass, eating grass. Praise God. Not, not, not cannabis, grass. You know, Kentucky bluegrass, you know, stuff like that. He like eating grass, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> made him lose his mind, praise God. But pride was the reason why it happened. Look at it, it hardened his mind. Pride will harden your mind. Because once pride enters in, it hardens the mind. Which means once the person has been deceived into, because remember, deceiving occurs first. Once the person has been deceived into thinking things that they ought not think and things that are not true, then right after that, their mind begins to harden. So that it can lock them into that state of mind. Their mind begins to harden. So when something hardens, it's hard to be able to get anything in it or out of it. Anything to get hard to get anything in it or out of it. So, so that means it's hard to be able to get thoughts out of the mind hardened by pride. Thoughts, it's hard to get thoughts out of the mind that's been hardened by pride. So it's hard to get a prideful person to let go of a thought that they had concerning the person who was involved in a broken relationship. The person might be coming back to make up, to straighten everything up, to get everything right, to reconcile themselves back. They might even be apologizing for what they did too so that they can be able to you know, put this thing back together and come on, let's get this right and let's do what we're supposed to do. But because the mind has already hardened around that thought, which probably is even a false thought about them too, then from that point forward, they can't even, you can't get that thought out of them. That's why it still stays with them. You still see them as that low down dirty dog. You still don't trust them. And you treat them like that too. And they remember how it was and now they're dealing with how it is and they're like, hold up. They try to work it out for a little while. Especially, can I, can I talk? Especially when it's a female-male relationship. And the male is the one that's trying to get back. Let me teach you about men. Number one, men don't like losing it, nothing. I'm, on, I'm, I'm trying to teach right now. Men don't like losing it, nothing. So if a man's, it even look like a man going to lose, most men will begin to back up out of it right then. Because they're not going to be bothered with all that. Men will continue to work as long as they see reward. The moment it looks like they're not going to get reward for their work, men will usually back up out of it. Because they're like, I'm not going to waste effort for nothing. I'll work hard as I can work if I'm going to get something. But if I'm not going to get something, if it even look like I'm not going to get it, I'm through. I can cut I can cut my losses right here and let's just move on. So, when a man tries to come back and get right, he's thinking, oh, well, one more thing you need to learn about a man. man. Men think future tense. Women think past tense. I'm just teaching. Men think future tense. 
We're headed toward the future. We can write off the past and move toward the future. So the moment they come back to you and trying to get back with you, they have already wrote off the past. Meaning that they don't even think about the past no more. All they're going to do is start working toward a future with you from that point forward. But since women think past tense, you're going to ignore everything he's doing now, only paying attention to what he did before. Which means he's not going to get any reward. He's not going to get any, any acclaim for what he's doing because you're still dealing with him for what he used to be doing. And so since you're going to keep dealing with him for what he used to be doing, and he looking forward to what he going to get because of what he doing, but it ain't coming, he shuts down. And then when he shuts down, you and your past tense self Say, I knew it. But you said you knew it based upon the past. You didn't say it wasn't because of the present because he had already changed. But you didn't see the change because you was too busy looking at him in the past. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Houston, we got a problem. Amen. We got a problem here because. And then your, your mind unhardened too with this thought that he ain't ever going to be no good anyway. And he trying to talk you out of it. He said, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm changed. Baby, ooh, baby, baby, I love you. <laughs> he trying he try to talk to you. <laughs> but you ain't hearing all that because you're, you're hard-headed now. I'm teaching you, you hard-headed now. And you just locked in on the fact that he no good. You just locked in on this, that this ain't going to work. You just locked in on it. And then you start speaking that and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it boils down to this one word called pride. Because your pride got in the way. Because you ain't ever going to let yourself get hurt like this again. And you ain't going to look weak this time. I'm going to look like I'm in control this time. But actually you're out of control because your collar is adorning you. And Satan is still controlling you and keeping you from going where you're supposed to go and letting you be led by God as to what you do. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor say it's tight. But it's right. Amen. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. My God, my God, my God, this teaching is flat out blessing me. And I hope it's doing the same thing for you. I hope you're learning that God wants to fulfill His promises of being a God of recovery and restoration in the lives of me and you. I hope even more that you're becoming more inspired to let God be a God of recovery and restoration in you. I hope you let him do what he wants to do. That is bring recovery and restoration to you and into your life too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 
1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP, but it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on out. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I've got something that'll bless you and your marriage too. We invite all of the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the person you married to. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.